0: Hey, everybody. This is a special episode where Diego, the owner of Keep Talking, and I talked about uh, masculinity in modern society, and we kind of debated our different viewpoints on it. And um, we honestly, we started recording, just, you know, catching up as as old friends for a few moments. And then I just decided, okay, I guess from here, from this random point, we're going to uh, have it, you know, published on the podcast. So it sounds like it starts off in just a totally random place. But um, anyway, I'll let you listen in to how we started, and then, yeah, the the whole episode is about an hour hour and 10 minutes so uh, i hope you enjoy
1: we were listening to the one about power struggle uh,
0: <laughs>
2: <laughs> okay what did you think yeah, <laughs> what did you cussing. think
0: well yeah. you know um i think is that hold on is that the one where i did like the the jack and uh jill at the bar kind of yeah like i made the example of like yeah, they, they yeah, meet at the yeah, bar yeah. okay yeah, and yeah
1: you talk you also talk about the the Reacher. And the settler, right? And then, um, and you also talked about the the playing the game, playing the field, you know, like playing hard to get. And then you said something about playing hard to get, in a way that you didn't use those words, but until until you until you pop the ring, until you right, until you um, um, ask for commitment. And then I, I thought, like, how crazy could this be that? In, in the mindset of the American mind like I, I think for you guys it's so prevalent that you you want to get married right it's like the, the thing to aspire to yeah. whereas whereas here in the, in Colombia I think we're more uh, we're more prone to longer dating longer yeah. years of dating
2: mm-hmm.
1: um and then, so the commitment for us goes like maybe a couple of months after we started after, after we started dating when we asked that question right? Yes. and um, I was also asking her if if she thinks there is a difference between the word novio and novia, which is a dedicated word, which is so special, whereas for you guys, it's boyfriend, girlfriend, mm. like yes. keeps being your friend in a way, like because of language, you know, it's like you know we're friends, right? Mm-hmm. I know you, of course, the, the emphasis that you make when you say it. But still, it's not a dedicated word. It's just like te quiero. You don't have that.
2: In, yeah, in that's true.
0: Yeah, I almost feel like this should be like the official start of the of the episode that we're doing because this is interesting to hear the different perspective. I might just do that. I might start it somewhere in there. When once we look back and, um, yeah, and and decide which of this we're going to uh, actually publish. But um, okay, well, yeah, that would have that would have been an interesting episode to listen to when you're with your girlfriend or yeah, kind of looking at each other like. Okay, who's who's in power? Who's the reacher? Who's the settler? <laughs> and uh
1: and, and definitely we we also discuss um, alternating, right? It's so true, mm-hmm. right? Like at the beginning of the relationship, uh, we we like she felt that I was the one, like one of course in power because I was I was taking initiative, yeah. But then this accident happened, and the power totally shift because she was taking care of me, she was helping me out, and I've I've been feeling in a way so helpless and so frustrated because of lack of of restriction of movement and then i shaved my head shaving Uh, my head did such a mental shit on me like
2: hmm.
1: yeah i did it because my my scalp was very dry so i just wanted to like let it rest for some time Mm -hmm. i knew it was going to be mostly indoors so i wasn't going to be flirting out there and you know like I'm, i'm dating so um but then this mental shift, man, like I looked in the mirror, I couldn't recognize myself. Like I, I kind of lost power you know, I felt like I lost power. Mm-hmm. And then, so the first days with her, I was like, eh, you know, I, like, do you think, like I was thinking, like, do you still like me? Like, like, all those right. things. So yeah, it's been really interesting to discuss the power struggle.
0: Mm-hmm. Yeah. And I had, I couldn't really even tell with the, your headset on, but yeah, now I can definitely tell looking at you. Yep, yeah. It's a different Diego G- with the shaved head, <laughs> not G- quite G- G- anymore, G- but yeah. <laughs> All right. Yeah. Let's, let's go into this topic about the, uh, the you know, the Superman or the super um, uh, yeah. Um, I guess, tell me why you specifically wanted to talk about this.
1: Well, because um Uh, you know for me for me, nutrition or yeah, nutrition is not only what we eat but also what we listen to the things we watch, yeah, so every day, I try to be more conscious of how I'm nourishing myself mm-hmm. right in every dimension so um hearing in a way um the stand that that you have in America from these right this this Superman um mentality or this concept of you gotta be the man you gotta re- like take responsibility and you gotta be big and you gotta be mm-hmm. like in a way uh for me it, it sounds or, or it can it can harm us right I, I, it has, I believe it has harmed us mm-hmm. in so in, in many ways one of them being that, just talking about size, right? It is obvious that Europeans, North Europeans, which are your inheritance, yeah, um, heritage, um, they gave you guys that genetical advantage, mm-hmm. right? Yeah, whereas for us, Latino, mm-hmm. right, whereas for us Latino, uh, we're shorter. So just in terms of size, if we all think about being huge. Mm-hmm that just leaves a, a huge part of the population out of that capacity right mm-hmm. so what is the what are we going to feel you know, like i'm not that sure but there are guys that are way shorter than me what are they going to feel
2: mm-hmm.
0: if
1: the message is that right and, and you know that it has caused many problems in in, in self esteem and all this what do you right.
0: think yeah well yeah i think just to backtrack so um Part of the reason that I am very into this whole, like, let's try to be an alpha male or, you know, um, a man who is as strong as possible, both physically and mentally and emotionally. But I think what part of it has to do is with personal experience, um, just always having insecurities in the in the past about not being strong enough and athletic enough in sports, and also being kind of emasculated in a couple of relationships. Um, but... So it's a little bit of just my personal story my insecurities have turned me into this guy who always wants to be as big and strong as possible and I think a lot of men would fall into that same category. I also think what's happening in the US right now um particularly in cities like you know my like mine like Minneapolis which is probably as progressive of a city as you can find is we're having a bit people like me are pushing back a little bit against this very, very progressive agenda. So what do I mean by a very progressive agenda? So in the past, I think in more traditional societies, I think throughout the world and in the U S you know, the image of a man was more of this strong man, right? He should be physically strong. He should be doing some sort of a manual labor, you know, but, but basically he should be a strong man. Right. And I think that now Uh, over the past couple decades in the U.S. in particular, there's been a push to, sometimes I just say that we've we've gotten soft in the U.S., right? There's been a push, a progressive push, I'll call it, to make it so that men are more vulnerable, show more emotions, that being big and strong is not really the most important thing. Um, And I think what's happened is there are a lot of young men, and I still consider myself a young man, who have become disenfranchised with this attitude Particularly when at times we go through experiences like in relationships, when we realize that it probably would have worked out better for us had we been a bit more of a strong man, so to speak. It's almost like borderline, you know, machismo in the sense of even though society kind of the progressive agenda in society is like the total opposite of machismo culture we're starting to push back against it because we feel that this highly progressive culture, which has made, you know, men want to be less alpha, less strong, more, more emotional, showing more emotions has been doing us harm in certain ways. And so I'm definitely one of the people that falls into this category where I'm like, okay, no, no more of this highly progressive stuff. I need to be a strong man, I'm not going to be a mean man, I'm still going to be a gentleman, but I need to be a strong man physically, mentally and emotionally. And so I think that, that that's kind of where I'm at. And that's where a lot of other men, particularly, you know, men in their 20s and 30s in the US are right now, because I think in the US, and I think that maybe this is something that that listeners like from Latin America, and you know, well, I have a friend from from Mexico the other day, who was asking me like, you know, what is really going on in the US, you know, talking about kind of like the push towards uh, transgenderism in society. And um, there, there's there's a lot like it is, I think it's much more noticeable, this movement in society here in the US, um, this highly progressive agenda, I think in Latin America, it doesn't really exist that much right now. Um, so the perspective that I'm coming from might not make as much sense to people who live in Latin America. And, um, mm-hmm. But yeah, I think that so that's kind of my answer to the question of why, like me and a lot of other people, especially right now, are into this idea of trying to become, you know, just as as strong and as manly, quote unquote, right. as possible.
1: Would you would you agree with me? Mm-hmm. Or I want I want your opinion on um the way once you're in the United States, the way the way that media in a way depicts the world. Yeah. Showcases the world. Would you agree with me that is, I is a very black and white kind of view of the world, very extreme kind of view of the world, right? Yes. Mm-hmm. Okay. So mm-hmm. that's kind of where my point is. Mm, I believe the 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 the, the Superman mm-hmm. view of the world is a very extreme right view of the world, mm-hmm. and I think it's dangerous. Okay, it, it can have real effects. I um, think it can lead to violence,
2: mm-hmm.
1: right? Um, but I totally agree with you that we've become soft, and that has to do with many reasons. Not only the leftist agenda, mm-hmm. but I'd also think that our economy, right, the, the 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 tasks that we do, we have become. Um, it's the information age. We work in computers, sitting down, like you've talked about in the podcast so many times, mm-hmm. and that leads us to have these habits of sitting down, right? Mm-hmm. So yes, we do. I, I agree with you completely, and this is why I, I completely encourage you and I support and I, you know, am grateful that you have these messages of becoming strong. It has inspired me. You know, like I miss doing my action, doing uh, working out so much.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: Um, but then I think we do gotta be, we have to be careful with that extreme because as men I also believe we need sensibility,
2: mm-hmm.
1: right? And, and this is this is a gift that we've 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 inherited, and we will never know. But I believe I mean maybe sociologists have examined this, the 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 feminine movement,
2: mm-hmm.
1: and maybe the gay rights movement. Mm-hmm. And even the civil rights, right? Like maybe those movements have given us that. Mm-hmm. Well, the results of maybe the, some of those movements were the hippies, right? That hippie trends in the sixties and seventies. Mm-hmm. And if we analyze it, yes, it has its drawbacks, but also I think it has positive sides. When just think about Vietnam War, like they were, you guys were not winning, mm-hmm. and but then you wanted to push and keep pushing. Right. right, you see, it's nonsense because, and and then, I'm I'm not sure how you guys see it in the states, but from here, from we see it as a defeat. Right, he's being told that he was a defeat, right. and 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 it's important to recognize when we are defeated, and mm-hmm. to analyze why were we defeated. Maybe we were going in with brutal force, in a whole different um, playing field, mm-hmm. right. So, what can we get from these movements, and? How sensibility can how can we benefit from that um you know a permission to be more sensible to to be more musical to yeah. cook more right that's mm-hmm. that's kind of where I'm leading with my point here.
0: yeah, and so your idea is that you know there is value in this idea of trying to be let's say more like a Superman or an alpha macho man, but at the same time we need to be careful because I do agree with you there there's a lot of black and white in the world in terms of like people want to be all one way or all another way that it does be, it can become an extreme thing. And if, you know, alpha macho maleness becomes too extreme, then it can lead to violence. And oftentimes, you know, you gave the example of the Vietnam war. It just, yeah, it's, it's like, we're just, we're just, just pushing forward, pushing forward, just wanting to fight, fight, fight. Now, obviously that's an extreme example of it, but, um, yeah, and so you'd think that, yes, we should be having some of these these qualities, these, you know, more masculine qualities, but then also there is, um, you know, a more sensitive, I mean, maybe sensitive side is not the right way to put it, um, but there is a side where we just shouldn't go all extreme with the idea of masculinity.
1: Yeah, even even when, like, I'm not sure if you ever heard of, uh, of the podcast of Tim Ferris. you know, he talks a lot about stoicism. Yes. Right? Mm-hmm. And I agree with some of these views, but then it can be also pushed to the extreme of you know, like showing no emotions.
2: Right. Mm-hmm.
1: Right. Uh we're not, we're not robots. We're not and we shouldn't be, right? And this is something that was that was pushed, that idea was pushed in the back with all these soldiers. And mm-hmm. right. But we're not at that time. And I don't think we should go back to those times, right? We've I think we need to learn the lessons and we can cooperate through language you know english is a beautiful gift for humanity
2: mm-hmm. because
1: through english now we can understand more of what the saudis think mm-hmm. right and of course you know being a polyglot yourself you understand the power of language to be able to go deep in culture right so now that we have these common lingua franca through which we can have more 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 conversations okay mm-hmm. Uh, and also the fact that we're so interconnected through the internet and that this capitalism, you know, regardless of the drawbacks that it can have as well, but it's created so much diversity, right? Interconnectedness. Mm-hmm. So um, now we're, the, the other point that I want to make about the, 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 the Superman coming to the body, that dimension, of a physical dimension is, I believe the gym mentality, right? Mm-hmm. <laughs> right it's, um, I think it, it, we also need to be careful with that. Like, of course, I mean, we all have our likes. We all have our, I and mean, then for you, like yeah. it, it works really well for, for that. And, um, but also there are other ways of building muscle or building the body through, right? Other activities. Of course. So I, I try to always think of why am I building my body? Why am I keeping fit? You know, so I always come back to the word vitality.
2: Yeah.
1: Right. And yes, it's strength. And uh, I was even talking about, you know, like weights. Weight training is important. And we were never taught this in school, in PE. Mm-hmm. Um, like not the, kind of not the, not the reason why right i think we should go deep in the reasons why we do the things so totally agree that weight training is so important to protect our bones and to protect mm-hmm. our joints from falls and you know from uh, getting to an older age so we should okay. all be doing this right but then think of vitality right for example you know you know that i'm a dancer so yeah if, if, if I build myself so stiff, if I do the gym body routines, yeah. I think I can lose that flow that I've earned in the last years through through dance, right? So mm-hmm. that's kind of what I, my invitation to you, you know, kind
0: of the, the sure.
2: perspective I want to offer.
0: So this is an, okay, this is an interesting little subtopic because I can debate that in a couple of different ways, actually. I would actually argue that if trained the right way, that getting stronger, strengthening the muscles actually helps your ability to move um, in in dance um, just because the, well, you know, mobility, basically the definition of mobility, being able to move the body is being able to move the body and maintain strength and balance in certain different positions, it's sort of like being flexible, but also being able to like maintain your strength, and your balance and your coordination through different ranges of motion. And a big part of mobility actually is strength. Now, obviously, we train strength in different ways, you don't just have to go to the gym, you know, you probably develop strength through dancing in muscles, and you know, parts of the body that I haven't developed strength in, right. And obviously, just in terms of dancing, a lot of it is just having the experience of, you know, learning, learning how to move your hips, learning how to move your body just throughout life. You know, it's just, it's learning how to move the body, how to feel the music and everything like that. Um, I think that your point is valid in the sense of, uh, yes, if the only thing you do is go into the gym and lift weights, well, then you will be good at going into the gym and lifting weights, but it's not necessarily that functional. And it doesn't necessarily always lead to that much vitality. There should be a functional training aspect. Does it help you to carry more things in the real world you know if you're having to carry you know whatever it is let's take a real world scenario i'm carrying furniture or,
1: or to enjoy your, your
0: sport yes right yeah or just to be well even like you know sex for example i mean sure like is is lifting weights going to you know make you better at sex or enjoy sex more yes i mean y- yes Yes, we to a both certain,
1: know that he does
0: to a certain extent. Yeah, but I mean, if it's the only thing that you do, you know, there, there's there's a limit on how much it will actually help with that, right? Um, but to okay, so and to get back to just the whole conversation about you know the Superman or the the, the kind of macho man attitude, um, you know, I think that the main point that you're making is that in addition to all of the you know the 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 raw strength. If you want to call it that, whether we are trying to develop mentally and physically in terms of stoicism, that there needs to be that there are other aspects of it that might be considered a little bit more of like the the soft side, I guess, of of being a strong man. Um, that some of us might not be considering is that kind of the main point that I'm hearing.
1: Yes, from? yes, and 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 to be, and we also like we need to be careful with the, with with the connotation or the emotional kind of. Attachment, what we attach emotionally to the word soft,
2: mm-hmm.
1: because if we attach negative yeah. feelings, emotions to the word soft, right? So think of a of a bamboo tree, right?
2: Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm.
1: It just bends and 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 you know, you you look at it and you compare it with a eucalyptus, and you would say, Well, you know, that bamboo is, is soft, right? Mm-hmm. Why is it moving so much? Why is it dancing or shaking? Like yeah. But but then so we both know that it will resist more. Yeah. So right here again, so the, the power of language. How right it impacts the way we see. There is a beautiful thing with with language here. Um, when it, um, in German, like mm-hmm. with with the with the genders of the words in German, the word for bridge is feminine. Okay. In español, ¿sabes qué? Puente. El, el puente, ¿verdad? El puente, ¿sí? Okay. En inglés es neutral. Sí. But if you were mm-hmm. to think about a bridge for you, how do you imagine it? More mm-hmm. feminine or masculine?
0: Well, I suppose, are you thinking of it from a feminine perspective of bringing things together? like No,
1: for you. For you as an English speaker. I mean, of course, you have other languages in your brain,
0: but yeah.
1: <laughs> let, let's say you know, your dad, who is maybe monolingual. I'm not sure, but yeah, someone, yeah. think
0: of someone monolingual well, in English. <laughs> And actually, before I answer that, so I have a, I have a, this is funny to me because actually, so puente, like bridge is one of those words that like, as a non-native Spanish speaker and Portuguese speaker, it confuses me and other people like me because, so yeah, it's el puente in Spanish, but I'm almost 100% sure. I think in Portuguese, it's, it's feminine. It's, they say ponte or ponchi, a a, a ponchi. Mm. meaning it's 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 feminine i I believe some brazilians may listen to this and be like no but no i'm pretty sure it is a ponchi and then it's el puente so Mm -hmm. um yeah it's bridge is an interesting one definitely from a trilingual perspective but okay so if someone like someone monolingual like my dad or whatever hears the word bridge um you know, I, I it's it's a way to get somewhere. It's a way to cross over to something, but I don't know if that would be But the features of
1: it, like 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 how, how would he describe oh. it?
0: Well it's strong, sturdy, yeah. Okay, yeah. Masculine, Masculine. Masculine okay. See? Yeah. Whereas the Germans, from what right. I've heard, we
1: have to ask them, but they describe it as something elegant. Mm-hmm. Right? As something um elegant, curvy, even, you know. Yeah. So the associations that we give to words. And mm-hmm. because we use them constantly, you know. Yeah. Um, so I think we have to be careful, right? Superman, yeah. always a stiff, always a strong. Mm-hmm. How about if we can also be flexible? Wouldn't you agree with right. me that yoga, right? Yeah. You, right? The benefits and, right? Uh, so if we go back, I think if we go back to that mentality of super strong and everything, then we're, we're going to be missing out. Mm-hmm. And maybe we're going to start rejecting things that we're going to perceive as soft. And as, as I'm sure, because I've heard it for so many yoga instructors that men reject,
2: mm-hmm. right?
1: Because they yeah. feel, right? So that, that, that is my point there. How, how can we, yes, how can we regain strength? How can we be more vital? But then, how not to go back to that in a way, it's a tribal mentality, yeah right We are the warriors, we gotta be so strong. I believe also that can in a way separate us from the conversations that we've gained ground with women
0: mhm, okay right, yeah, go on
1: because um, we're gonna be so detached from them sometimes, I mean. Going back to the Stoicism and right, how can we make sure that we invite them into conversation, that they yeah. feel safe around us, and mm-hmm. we don't have to be our dads or our grandfathers who are so stiff and we're so like you know like what what what's the common saying about our ancestors? They mm-hmm. didn't talk, they, they, didn't they didn't feel, they were right. Mm-hmm right do we want to go back there
0: yeah i mean i agree with you that we don't want to go back to not feeling anything we don't want to be be stiff you know warriors I hear okay this is it's this is a big large conversation uh with many subtopics but i think that um Okay, I would argue that part of the reason that there was so much war and tribalism back during those times was just simply because of the lack of technology, the lack of resources, the lack of development. And it probably didn't have to do that much with our personalities. Um, But, um, and I do think, see, I'm okay, I'm just looking at this. See, I like to be very personal on this podcast too, where I just, I I talk a lot about myself personally and how I see the world. And I'm just looking at it from a personal perspective, because I would say that in my journey in life, um, I would say throughout my twenties, I was buying, I was believing much more in the idea of what I would consider the, the, you know, a more progressive idea, you know, like the idea that, oh, men should be very emotional and open, um, Whereas, you know, starting in my early 30s, because of several experiences, I decided, you know what, no, I should go back the other way to being more, uh, you know, stoic, strong man, um, not revealing many emotions, things like that. Now, when I think about what you're saying, I ask myself, okay, so what possibly in life right now am I missing? What what about my life experience or who I am as a person is maybe lacking because I might have gone too far the other way? And obviously, I'm not the most extreme example. There, there are examples that are way more extreme in the alpha macho Superman than I am, um, and which I, I do agree with you that it can be dangerous particularly to, to really young men. And let me just open this topic up because we've talked about Andrew Tate and I've talked about him on this podcast. And I know that I would be more pro Andrew Tate than you would in general. And I think, you know, now, I mean, my opinion of him is that I still agree with about 80% of the things that he says, but the message can be dangerous if, because it is so extreme. Um, And if, you know, if every young man throughout the world, heard his message and took it 100% literally, we probably would be in a more dangerous world. Well, that's debatable. But but yes, it can be taken too extreme, um, which could lead to maybe more violence um, and maybe some borderline misogyny, right? Um, but I asked myself like with me right now, with who, who I am and what I do in life, like what am I missing? And I, I don't like have an answer to this off the top of my head, but like let's say I were to open up a little bit more emotionally or, you know, not worry so much about being a, you know, a strong, you know, alpha male, things like that. Um, you know, would, would, would my life improve? Would I be able to contribute to society better? I don't know if I have a good answer for that, but it's something to reflect on. I don't know. What do you think?
2: Yeah.
1: Yeah. Well, um, you know, just thinking about your personal um, your 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 fitness program right that, that business yeah. that you're developing i believe it could it could add if mm-hmm. you if you diversify the different ways of being strong yeah and the different purposes of being strong right
2: yeah
1: mm-hmm. so um you know coming back to vitality right the uh, enjoying your body for enjoying the outdoors Even for sex, right? If you mix some of those elements, Mm -hmm. right? Um so that I think could add right Mm -hmm. broader the audience, right? Mm -hmm. Even even target some audiences that haven't like for for example, myself, right? Like Mm -hmm. I don't follow any of the fitness buff. Yeah. But I do I I would like to follow someone who has that balance.
0: Yeah. Right. Talking about how to have more vitality, be better at dancing, be enjoy sex more, right? And because it's a funny topic when we talk about sex, because there's so many other, you know, like, fitness people like me that probably just in general, we don't necessarily have that good of a sex life. Like you would think, oh, we work on our bodies all the time, we must have great sex. No, that's not the case at all. Like, you know, going into the gym, sure, it's going to help you in certain ways in all areas of life. But you know, just because you go to the gym and lift weights, Doesn't mean you have a great sex life. Far from it, you know. Um, So yeah, that's it's an interesting point. Um, It it
1: it it, it brings like it catches the attention. Of course, being
0: buff, right? It just catches
1: biologically. Women are gonna be um, drawn to that, right? But then, but then it comes to the sensibility of your of your hands, right? Of like how much are you? um, So when it comes to vitality, what? how playful can you be
2: mhm right? right when
1: you guys when you guys go out let's say if you go canoeing when you like kayaking how playful can you be instead of being so stiff and the, you know, like this this Johnny Bravo thing that is always like showing off yeah. you know yeah. that, uh, that that's you know like, um so vitality and flexibility be like water my friend you know yeah mhm um so that can add to it now coming back to tate mhm um, you know, just the fact that he's a fighter, he's a world champion, you know, mm-hmm. I respect that. Right? Um, should we all learn to do to have self-defense, to be able to self-defense? Yes. I believe that's something that I I haven't tried. I used to do a little bit of kickboxing. And now mm-hmm. I was watching some of his videos, and now that I think about it, yes, you know, like it it, it just adds. It is also fun, right? Mm-hmm. But it's also yeah. like it, it it could add to my level of awareness and my level of confidence if I know how to defend myself. I can, you know, it, it adds to just being surrounded by people. Right. So yes, he's got some good points. Mm-hmm. But then the extremes is, right, the words that he uses and, and the relationships yeah. that he,
0: right? And the bravado in general, you know. Right
1: because that pushes us away from that beautiful conversation that we can have with the feminine side. Right. Mm -hmm. Whereas, um, I believe, you know, in 50 years time, whenever we're old, our -hmm. grandchildren are going to prefer that we were close, that we were open, that we were fun. Mm
2: -hmm. Right.
1: So that can be the message that that I think that's a better message than to go back and to be, Close in our emotions, flows in our heads, hmm right,
0: well, and I think a big part of it is being able to bridge the gap as well, because right now, see part of this is a it's it's a whole socio political issue um particularly here in the United States, you know we have a very big divide between you could just call it left and right politically, but it's also like more of a social thing than a than a political thing at this point. And like when someone like Tate speaks, you know, if you listen to Tate, it's it's almost kind of like when Trump speaks, you know, like half of the people are going to love it and half of the people are going to hate it. And there's very little in between oftentimes. And the issue is with the way that people like like them, like Trump and Tate speak, for example, the other side is basically never going to listen. It's never, you know, there's never going to be any bridging of the gap, right? Right. Whereas I think what we can do, and I think I've gotten a little better at doing and can continue to keep doing is say, okay, I stand more on this side, but speak in a way that the other side might respect a little bit more. Now, the hard thing, the hard thing nowadays is that in this world of social media that we live in, only the very extreme opinions are the ones that get heard the most. And when you have someone like Tate and Trump, see the thing about people like Tate and Trump is that they're very smart and they understand how to manipulate people's emotions. And what they're doing is they're being very extreme with the way they speak and the things they say, because they know it's going to get a lot of attention. They know it's going to get as many views as possible. Yes, it's going to alienate and upset a lot of people on this side. But then all of the people on this side are going to love them even more because humans, a lot of times we're just not that smart and we fall for anything, even if it's super extreme. It's in alignment with what we want. And the voices that are heard the most on social media nowadays are the most extreme voices and in the mainstream media as well. And I think I think it's on us as average citizens to always look somewhere more in the middle. That's my opinion.
1: I think the same. I believe it's so important to have awareness of this and that this Mm -hmm. has happened for so long. You know, studying history. Right. Because the Mm -hmm. Romans did it. Egyptians did it, right? Right. Uh, we're always in need of a reference, of a leader, you know, sometimes of a savior because we were raised with these ideas. Right. Right. And, and and then we build these echo chambers. Right. Right. So how can we avoid that by having different perspectives and having a richer life? I believe. So what I think about transgender, tra- tra- transgenderism, mm-hmm. um, is that it's so it's so in your face, right? By all these media channels, mm-hmm. so it's not like twenty percent of people are going transgender, right? At least I don't think that, right? Mm-hmm. It's just that it's advertised because it sells news,
2: mm-hmm. Mm-hmm.
1: right? So, uh, but they do have a they do have a space in society. They need to have a space in society because it's a natural effect. Mm-hmm. I do agree that. Pushing the agenda on like all the locker room things that have happened, you know, that is going beyond. And and, and maybe it's manipulated to just sell news again. I think we do have to be careful. America has America is a show, right? Just the fact that Reagan was an actor who became president and then it
0: happened again with Trump. Right. Right yeah i think that there are <laughs> uh, yeah i mean to talk about well you had the number of u.s presidents over the last 50 years who really had the resume to probably be a political leader is not that many you know i mean i could say good and bad things about obama i think obama actually had a very good resume for it um and was a you know good overall well let's not make this too political but i think right. he was a good overall person for the job i didn't love his policies that much but anyway um yeah. Okay. Yeah, um,
1: it, it's not it's not anymore about ideologies. Mm. It's about being the right puppet, being the right actor, right, mm-hmm. and then in a way diverting attention for us not knowing that is the corporations that are running the show, and then right, uh, and we just mm-hmm. need to accommodate and just need to af- accept the fact that at one point in time. Or even right now, they're running the show, and that um, what's going to prime, what's going to be, is is the the mega series. Yeah, right? not even nation state is going to matter anymore.
0: And this is one thing we definitely agree on: is yeah, um, I think that the nation state in I have friends who strongly disagree with me on this, but I think that especially like 100 years from now. Uh, you know who knows where humanity will be, but I don't think the nation state will matter that much. You know, um,
1: no. I mean, it, when, once you have a city like Tokyo with 50 million people, yeah, and everyone once is just is just drawing so much attention, it becomes the center of that nation state. So people, I think we're going back to Roman times in that sense. Right? We mm-hmm. cannot forget that it's not Italians, mm-hmm. it's Romans. One city, right, that had this daring capacity to go and conquer the whole world, and, mm-hmm. and we're still right, we still have so many things, even, even the pope. Who is the pope, if yeah. not the last remainders of um
2: the Roman of, Empire?
1: Of the Roman Empire, right? So mega cities have been in the past, and I believe they're going to be in the future because. It's just so hard to put a whole country of 330 million people in agreement.
0: Yes, that's true. And now we, I mean, this is just going off into so many subtopics, but we're thinking about some of those major cities throughout the world. And I'm just thinking, people talk about Dubai all the time now. And I just, I do not like Dubai. Um, This is one thing that the, the Tates talk about this a lot, how they love Dubai and how it's like the best city in the world. And I'm just like, I... In my opinion, it's, it's built on, on slave labor right now from East Asian immigrants. And um, so anyway, but, but I think that this is definitely happening around the world. We have some of these major cities that are considered like international influence hubs, if you will. And Dubai is a great example now. Um, so I'm not sure where that leads, but I just wanted to throw that in there. Well, as well.
1: It is, again, is the superman mentality, right? Mm. From, from, from being at the top, we abuse the ones at the bottom.
2: Yeah. Mm-hmm.
1: And it has always happened, yes. But then what's going to be our stand? Do we want to continue that mentality of extracting value of a human beings, exploiting human beings, just because they're weaker? Or mm-hmm. can we come to a society? Can we try and strive at least and move a little bit towards, right, as, as other societies have done? Like I believe it's so important for us to study, analyze try to understand Scandinavian countries. What mm. have they done, you know, in their social, right, socialism, mm. social democratic nations where not everything has to be extreme. For me, that is emotional
2: maturity.
0: Yeah. Um, okay. See this this leads to an interesting question, just and I would be curious to get your opinion on it because um we might ask, what is the nature of human beings and of men in particular? Because there's a lot of talk and a lot of it comes from this more, you know, macho alpha right wing movement nowadays that says, as men, we are designed to compete and to conquer, which, you know, in in a very raw sense leads to war. And that, that kind of war or fighting is a natural thing, that it's a natural male instinct that, that men in particular evolved to go out and to hunt and to kill and to fight and to defend. Um, and, you know, there's also talk about how nowadays, while we don't have to fight and kill literally to survive, that, that life, see, I have a lot of, you know, friends and people I follow who fall into this category that say that for men in particular, modern life in 2023 is still a war. OK, in air quotes here, that it's still a war in the sense of we are always at war, number one, with ourselves. But then also we're always competing with other men. They'll say, OK, well, we're competing with other men in the sense of who can become the biggest and the strongest, who can, you know, get the most money. Like the way that you win the war nowadays is by having the most money, the highest status in society that leads you, gives you the opportunity to, you know, meet the highest quality women once again using air quotes here because what is a high quality woman for example but but they'll talk about how masculinity in society is is always competition and that being a man it is always always competition and this is something that in my experience Probably it has some roots in our, the way we've evolved as human beings and as men. It also, I think has some roots in a very capitalistic society. I think it's maybe more common to think this way in the U.S. I believe I shared this on the podcast one time when, one time when I was in Chile, there was a girl, I was talking to her about how I was going to be competing with one of my friends. And she said, I will never forget this three seconds. She says, says, Sean, no hay que competir, hay que compartir. Sean, you shouldn't be competing, you should be sharing. And I'm like, whoa, because it just hit me so hard because like, you know, where I grow up, especially in a more, let's call it a more conservative household in the United States. It is capitalism competition it's this is what we've been doing since we were in school you know there's competition there's the sports team there's this and i know this exists in other countries as well but i feel like it probably exists more in the u.s like the entire culture around us where i grew up especially as you know as boys as young men is you are going to be competing competition is healthy capitalism is good um, And I don't disagree with that totally. But like everything in life, I think when taken too much to the extreme or when you don't see the other side, it can be problematic. What do you think about all of that stuff that I just talked about?
1: Well, uh, I think we, we just need to look at the consequences, right, mm-hmm. of these over-competitive environments.
2: Yeah.
1: Right? I believe it just makes us afraid of each other. Okay. Right? So I do agree with that Chilean friend. But instead of using sharing, I would use, there's a new concept in business, cooperation.
2: Mm, yeah.
1: Right? Um, co- competition right? So co- cooperation. i I'm not sure exactly what the term is, but it's just a mix of the words competition and mm. cooperation. Okay. Where, okay. Um, right, because we can gain so much. Like, look at you, what we are doing. Mm-hmm. through this conversation, we are sharing ideas and I, I have never felt, even for, since the first moment we met that we have been competing. No, right? We have things that we admire from each other and that yeah. has allowed us to build a strong relationship of mutual respect. Um, right. So I think it is possible to, to to build a society not based only on these these values. Um, and we have to be very careful with the messages coming out coming out from the sports that's very mm-hmm. tribal
2: yes you know,
1: FIFA World Cup is such a tribal thing yes. right
2: and
0: yes. we cannot
1: forget that back in the 80s you guys you guys heard of the hooligans in in, in in England
0: I mean yeah well not in this context no yeah what was the hooligans
1: hooligans were these these extremes uh, uh fans of some of the teams mm-hmm. their football teams and um, so right um, it just led to fighting and from what i understand in britain the the drinking culture and the football watching culture in pubs it mostly leads to fights afterwards mm-hmm. right so um 'm not I'm not one to judge but then like over drinking even passing out and just getting in a fight to feel something right that is some of the consequences of these extreme mentalities whereas you know and and this is where coming coming to these Latino countries or even going to these to these Muslim countries you know I've heard that in Malaysia there are mm. no bars
2: there, mm.
1: there's very yeah. Because alcohol is is very expensive or is restricted. So we got to figure out other ways of enjoying our times. So food culture, there is a big thing at midnight from what I've heard, right? So uh, I do believe that there is a way to come to the middle and that if we only live in one surrounding, one habitat, one culture, then our our view of the world is very limited. So it will be a great topic for us to discuss the Scandinavian countries and what are reviews yeah. or what can we learn from one day?
0: Yeah, I know. Well, it's interesting that you mentioned that as well, because I'm actually, um, so whoops, let me turn this off. I had my like WhatsApp thing pulled up here making noise, but, um, um, so yeah, cause you talk about different cultures. So I'm actually dating a girl right now who's um, from Bangladesh and this is the first time I've ever, Well, was the first time I'd ever met anyone from, from Bangladesh. Um, and she's Muslim as well. Um, and, um, but it's, it's just interesting. Yeah, just learning more about the different cultural values, you know, for one. Um, and I think that, you know, because I would say, it's, it, it's just a little bit different all around the world, you know, like this whole, the the competing versus sharing versus cooperating, I think that probably in the Scandinavian countries now, particularly in the US, This is kind of the the most I wouldn't I don't know that much about the Scandinavian countries, but maybe that was the root of it all. And you talked about, you know, the, the, the pubs and everything like that is that that's kind of where this all of this competition, this idea of we must compete, we must compete comes from, whereas and this is something I've known for a while now. This is probably one of the drawbacks of just a competitive, highly capitalist society is that in spite of the fact that here in the U S we may be the leaders in the world in terms of material things, sometime material, wealth, money, whatever. Um, people are not the happiest, you know? Um, sure. We're not the saddest, most oppressed people in the world, but this is not the happiest country in the world for a lot of reasons. And I think a big part of it is because we don't, we don't value what we share with others. We don't value cooperating with others enough and we don't have, um, you know we don't have just as much of a a true connection with our families our extended families and our friends um yeah
1: (laughs) yeah and i think um the segregation that has happened right from from these from these superiority mentality where the white Mm -hmm. man you know now, like we can talk about like what the racism, which is, I don't like to use that word because I don't, we're not different races. We're only one with different ethnic yeah. cities or different ethnic adaptations. But then the segregation that has happened. So if you think of New York back when it was populating the Italian town or the Italian neighborhoods, yeah. and the Irish and you know your grandparents and all these things, that, why did that happen? And how can we avoid that? You know, one of the things that motivates me here in Medellin is as more of you guys come to establish yourselves as digital nomads or even residents of the city, the, 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 one of the reasons I do events is to invite them to make friends, right? We need to integrate. We're not that different. And And, and through the power of language, we can come to understand that there are so many things that we can learn from you guys but also you guys from us and then us from the world, you know? Right. And um, it's, it's such a beautiful movement. We got to be careful because, you know, uh, there, there have been, I mean, the, the normal, the, the, the default is for us to only mingle or to, right? To, to share mm-hmm. with those alike us. Yeah. But then like how, what is our responsibility as right. adults? as people who have access to information and to history, that beautiful perspective of history that can give us this new understanding. We can try new ways into approaching the new realities.
0: Mm -hmm. Yeah. And I think, um, yeah, I mean, obviously I, I agree with you. And I think the interesting thing, you know, the interesting thing too about just having conversations like this is because even when, Like, I think when we look at this whole topic, if we go back to the topic of like, the Superman mentality, you know, I think that we are are kind of start off on different sides of this topic, and we kind of have like a different opinion. But, you know, the beauty of having a conversation, and this would go, this would be true for almost any people in the political or social sphere, is when you sit down and have a one on one conversation with someone, you realize like, oh, we agree on like 90% of it. You know, there's little details here that put us on one side or the other, right? Yeah. Um yeah.
1: Yeah, mate. Yeah, yeah. Is the is the is the best invention, the most important invention of us, these 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 um bear monkey <laughs> homo <laughs> homo sapiens is this, and you know what the meaning of this word? You know, coming hmm, back to my love of, of conversation.
0: Ah, uh, go on.
1: So the prefix is con, mm-hmm. so together. Verse, mm. verse has to do with going around. Okay. You know, going around yeah. together. Okay. Back and forth, you know, these things yeah. that we do, right? Um mm-hmm. Yeah, come to these... Like,
0: I do think that it's. I think your analysis of words is always interesting because, as we know, and we've joked on this podcast before, that like you, as you know, people, uh, two of the the, both of us are very interested in languages. You're much more interested in the origins of words than I am, and then like the the feelings that that words cause, and just being careful with our language in certain ways. Whereas for me, I think I take more of just like a a very like like direct approach, like, okay, tell me how to say this in Spanish. That's it. Like I'm not thinking about the origin of words. But it has been interesting when you've, you know, kind of kind of taught me a little bit about um just the type of language that I use and how it like um you know how it, it can it can put me and maybe even the people who listen into a certain um into a certain headspace, not even because of the you know the just just because of like the word choice every now and then like it's made me kind of more conscious of the words that i choose to use a lot of times um and so yeah that's something that i do think about but then like what happens is i'll just i'll think about it for a little bit but then i'll be like okay well forget about it i got stuff to do today i'm here living in corporate capitalist america let's do my stuff i'll record my podcast when i can and and i don't care if it's if it's using language that might seem like a little bit either negative or you know like yeah Yeah, yeah. um but, but this is one thing that's interesting, too, is because whenever we try to like shift our perspective on things and reflect on things, then if we're not careful, uh, we just have to we end up snapping back into the culture that we live in, which for me is still a culture that's very just like, I mean, I just call it fast paced corporate capitalist America. That's what it is for the most part. And it almost doesn't. Like this is why, you know, if you remember the day, there was a day uh, three or four weeks ago when we had a conversation, not recorded on a podcast, you know, when you were talking to me about this topic of being more, you know, sensible of, of just feeling more things in general. And that's something that we've lost as human beings, which, yeah, I think you're right. I think you're right. And it was interesting because when we're having the conversation, I almost felt like I was getting into a meditative state. You know, it's like, oh, this is great. You know, like my heart rate's slowing down. I can feel my breathing is slowing down. I'm meditative you know, just kind of listening to you speak about it, the way that you're speaking is very slow, or, you know, kind of just very calming, right. Right. Um, And it was funny, because it was at like 5pm on a workday. And it's just a totally different headspace than I had been in the entire workday from eight to five. Because if you work in corporate capitalist America, then you for the most part, are just going fast all day long, responding to things fast. There's no time to really sit and reflect and breathe. And I would argue that this is, I would argue that this is the world for most people nowadays, even not just in the U.S., especially with all of the digital technology and phones and everything. Um, And so I think that what happens is, even when we try, this doesn't relate just to like the, you know, Superman mentality, but even when we try to um, say, oh, you know what? I should have moments where I'm a bit more just calm and slow down and meditative, or I should have moments where I'm just a bit more emotionally open and vulnerable and not so like stoic and manly or whatever. But then what happens is we fall right back into like the society around us or the habits that we've created. Sort of like that day when we had that conversation, like I was meditative for one hour and I'm like, oh, Diego's ideas are really interesting. And then five minutes after that, just get right back into, you know, <laughs> corporate capitalist, fast-paced America where I'm not feeling anything. I'm just doing, 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 do, do, do stuff.
1: Have you ever have you ever read about Adam Smith and the way in which he described alienation?
0: Well, I thought that he, he was the economist, right?
1: Right, right. And yeah. so he analyzed the way in which humans were alienated, which means like if someone is only... Uh, um, hammering nails on a shoe mm-hmm. for a straight 10 hours a day, Yeah, that had an effect in their bodies and in their yeah. mind. Mm-hmm. We need to understand that because 100 years from now, we're going to understand how these sort of lifestyle of sitting down in front of a computer, fast-paced, cold calls, solving, you know
0: messages all day long
1: how is this affecting our brains how is this alienating us so in this conversation right think about it how is this fast-paced mentality how do you bring that to your relationships to your conversations Mm. with your family to Mm. the way you do shopping to the way you do and go experience the world
0: well i know what it does to me what it does to me is makes me but put people on a to-do list, so to speak. What do I mean by that? What I mean by that is me in my day-to-day life. Most of it is just with my regular job, but also with the things I do. You know, the, the podcast, my fitness, you know, business, and everything. Most of it, and I think most people here in the U.S., most adults would agree with this: is every day is a massive to-do list. It's a to-do list of tasks that you have to do. Sure, maybe there's a little short period in the morning you have for yourself, but then by By 8 a.m., it's to-do list the whole rest of the day, okay? And some people obviously start earlier than that, but it's a to-do list. And so then what happens with me is because there's so many things on the to-do list that then people start becoming part of the to-do list, right? Because that's the only way that I know that I'm going to remember to either reach out to that person or to... To do something for that person like i i have two separate calendars a work calendar and a personal calendar and oftentimes the personal calendar will be filled with names of like six or eight different people sometimes just friends but that who i said i was going to talk to on a certain day or maybe meet up with but but you get the point is like people become part of a to-do list for me which is not i i don't think a very good way to approach a relationship with a person you know you should be reaching out with a person in theory, just because your heart is telling you to, because you know it's it's like, oh yeah, I want to talk to that person. Not this is something I have to get done off of my to do list. All right, ladies and gentlemen, our episode recording got kind of cut off unexpectedly there, so that's where we ended this podcast episode. Um, obviously, not much of a conclusion, really, but um, I, I hope you enjoyed listening to it. Uh, we may do more of these just to share our thoughts. Um, so if you find it interesting. Uh, you know, I think uh, you know how to reach us here at Keep Talking or to reach uh, Diego and I personally. So, um, yeah, contact us and let us know if you'd like to hear more. All right. Peace.